Liberty is power. I don't mean this in any metaphorical sense. I mean literally that liberty is power, agency, room to spread one's arms. Or, as Thomas Jefferson put it, rightful liberty is unobstructed action according to our will within limits drawn around us by the equal rights of others. In a word, power. Tyrants tend to have boundless liberty, which is what makes them tyrants. Slaves tend to have very little liberty, which is what makes them slaves. Assuming you live in a modern liberal democracy or something approaching one, you and I don't have or need as much liberty as tyrants, but we have more liberty than slaves. I suppose that's something. People don't talk much about the liberty of tyrants because liberties, like your neighbour's pants, are most noticeable when they're missing. And when you think about it, tyrants have a great many liberties that most of us, even in liberal democratic countries, will never have. A tyrant who wants something can take it by force. A tyrant who wants to promote an ideology can promote it using government funds and imprison or kill anybody who speaks out against it. If you are a tyrant, everything in the country you rule is essentially yours. You can have the best food, the best clothes, the best medical care. You never have to wait in line for anything. And if the best your country has to offer isn't good enough for you, you can always declare war on a neighbouring country. But it isn't really decent to want a tyrant's liberty, because... That kind of liberty impedes the ordinary liberty of so many other people. So, what kinds of liberty should we want? What kinds of liberty are we entitled to? And what kinds of liberty can we realistically protect? This book looks at, but does not definitely answer, these questions, because this book is a beginner's guide in both senses of the word. Everybody is a beginner when it comes to civil liberties because everybody lives exactly one life, and one life can never contain the very different realities that individual people face when their civil liberties are violated. Odds are good that I'll never be sold into forced labour, or locked up for my religious beliefs, or beaten half to death by police officers for attending a protest. There are things I'll never understand viscerally, forms of oppression I'm not even aware of, and that means I'll always be a beginner. But I can listen, because that's what beginners do, and I can tell you what I've heard. In Zen Buddhism, there is a value concept called Shoshin, beginner's mind. To have Shoshin is to approach a subject with an open mind, with curiosity, with humility to be a beginner, no matter how much one has studied the subject. Believing that we are no longer beginners, believing that we understand oppression in any comprehensive way, closes our ears to the experiences of strangers. It's fine to be an expert on civil liberties. I hope this book gets you started on that journey. But no matter how much of an expert you become, it's important always to remain a beginner, never to lose the capacity to listen. The Opposite of Liberty All laws have the same basic function. 
They restrict individual liberty by providing deterrence to undesirable behaviour. This sounds like a bad thing at first, but some liberties are worth restricting. The liberty to murder people at random, for example. There are also liberties that most of us agree should never be restricted, such as the liberty to air opinions publicly on policy issues, or the liberty to read whatever we want to read, or the liberty to worship or not worship according to our own belief systems. We refer to these basic liberties, the liberties to which we believe every person is entitled, as civil liberties. There is no easy step-by-step process, no simple ten-word definition that can tell us which liberties constitute civil liberties. Personal definitions of civil liberties tend to vary depending on what sort of laws one believes should be passed.